In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... It's one person coming in from China. It's going to disappear. One day, it's like a miracle. It will all all be great. We're going to be so good. This is a pandemic. The Betches Sup Podcast. No, I don't take responsibility at all. Hello, and welcome to the Sup Daily Coronacast. I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Brian S. Smith. And the Coronacast is your daily rundown of all the latest news on COVID-19, how we're getting through it, and just how close we are to ending this crisis. Let's get into it. Another Monday. Another Monday. Hello. Happy Monday. Happy I do Monday. still have a case of the Mondays every Monday, pretty much, which is interesting. Same. Because, like, do I you, know that... I'm sorry? Do you, like, sort of zone out of the news slightly on the weekends, or are you, like, staying on top of everything? I do. I'm zoning out. Me too. Like, basically, completely. I, I even... I've been zoning out um, his press conferences as well, and just, like, following the, the aftermath afterwards, because I mentally can't take it. <laughs> it's a lot, especially because like on the weekdays, they're at a time, of, they're literally like when we finish work, they're at like 5.30 or 6, and it's mm-hmm. the last thing uh, I want to do. And I know I'll find out about it anyway, so. And I just don't think there's, I don't think that there's anything that you, I, I'm, I know we'll talk about what like some of the things he's been saying, but sometimes it's like, unless it's like, a, like immediately affecting the way like we're approaching things, like I'm no, I have no interest in like clickbaity stuff. That he's just yeah. like he's saying or like shit he's throwing around. I'm like it's not helpful. I just want to get the facts about the, the virus, how we're gonna fix it, and if he's impeding that, then it's probably we should know. But that's about it. That's true, and that's probably not stuff he's gonna tell us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so although sometimes he just straight up does. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into the top headlines. Uh, Total confirmed cases of coronavirus in the United States as of 10 a.m. today were 337,971. There were 9,654 reported deaths, and we will probably hit 10,000 today. The White House and its health experts are warning that this week will be especially grim. The Surgeon General, Jerome Adams, warned the country on Sunday that the next week is going to be our Pearl Harbor moment, adding this is going to be the saddest week of many Americans' lives, and he also called it our 9-11 moment. So, At least was this in the newsletter, but it's like, wait, what? We already had 9-11. We were all yeah. here for that. What are you we talking about? We were all about? here for 9-11. Pearl Harbor, yes, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. 9-11, no. Um, yeah. And so I don't know. It's very, and I, I guess this is what they've been talking about and referencing in that we, um, we, the last like week or two has been really important for social distancing because, you know, this is the time that you, that people would be the most sick majority of people. Oh, so hopefully, interesting. hopefully, um, it's peaking. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I hope so too. But meanwhile, governors in eight states have not issued stay-at-home orders, uh, nor has there been like a national order of any sort, despite Dr. Fauci's urging. Um, All of these governors, the governors of all of these eight states are Republicans. Sure, it's a coincidence, surely. 
Mm-hmm. The states without stay-at-home orders are Arkansas, Wyoming, Iowa, South Dakota, Nebraska, North Dakota, South Carolina, and Utah. So those are a lot of rural states, but other mm-hmm. equally rural states have decided to have stay-at-home orders. And also, like, South Carolina is is not – I mean, it is rural, but there are plenty of sort of urban metropolitan hubs. Um, same with Iowa. There are some pretty dense areas there. So Utah. There, exactly. Absolutely. Um, poor Mitt Romney's wife, or not Mitt Romney's mm-hmm. wife. I, I, I said that because I remember I was so sad for them when like Mitt Romney had to self-quarantine after he had like posted a really sweet Valentine's Day message to his wife <laughs> saying, mm-hmm. I love Anne and yeah. now he has to stay away for two weeks. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there are lots of questions more broadly about like the ugality of the U.S. forcing states to lock down, but there could be sort of some version of an urging of that. Um, some governors specifically have said that they will do something stronger if Trump asks them to, not even forces them to. He, they just want to be asked, and he hasn't really done that yet. Um, these governors have lots of rationales for holding off. Some are economic. Obviously, 10 million people filed for employment in the past several weeks. This is obviously an economic crisis. They're probably seeing if they can avoid some of the worst of it. Some of them just philosophically don't want to force residents to do anything. They just don't like the idea of that. They're saying, you know, this is on people to protect themselves. We can't force them to do that. Um, and again, a lot of it seems to be that they're rural, but I don't know how many times you have to say that this virus like does not respect borders. Like mm-hmm. it's pretty bad in areas of North Carolina. Like just if it's, if there's suddenly a hot spot, like right near the South Carolina border, you're not going to do anything because it's not South Carolina. Um, Trump said yesterday he wants to preserve the constitution and respect states' rights, but that he would step in if he sees a massive outbreak there is a fucking massive outbreak, you idiot. There is idiot. a massive outbreak. The only thing I could think of is if he was referring specifically to the individual states where cases are generally somewhat lower, although there are cases in the thousands there and there were cases in the, th- you know, where places that are now hotspots looked like that several weeks ago. Um, obviously, every medical professional, I was going to go through and put in our outline like every medical group that has said, please put in an order, but it's just all of them. There's no, mm-hmm. uh, there's very few health experts, none that have, you know, jobs in government that are saying, yeah, this is fine to just like slightly, su- you know, gently suggest people uh, stay home. But yeah, they're just waiting to be asked. They're just hanging around. Well, and I think they maybe don't want to be held responsible for an economic impact, but neither does the president. It's, well, I also feel like, you know, they're afraid as Republicans to go against Trump, you know, and it's it's being fearful of like, OK, um, say the governor of, you know, Iowa was like, oh, I'm going to do a stay at home order. And then Trump tweets like, why would he do a straight at home order? He that effectively could end that person's career. Um, you saw that back and forth, I think, with uh, DeSantis in Florida, where neither of them wanted to be the first one to say that they needed to do it in Florida. But in other wow. news, uh, Trump on Friday fired the Inspector General Michael Atkinson, a.k.a. the man who alerted Congress about Trump's call to Ukraine. Um, so, you know, Still basically... Still got his firing. Exactly. Firing shoes on. <laughs> it admits, you know, a global pandemic. Um, yeah. Also, last week, the Navy Secretary fired Captain Brett Crozier after he raised concerns about an outbreak of COVID-19 on the USS Theodore Roosevelt, where 137 sailors had tested positive for the virus. Oh, it's crazy. Um, crazy. In a letter that leaked to the media, 
Crozier urged Navy leaders to remove all sailors from the ship and allow them to isolate for several weeks, noting that we are not at war. Sailors do not need to die as a result of the virus. He was then removed late last week with Secretary of the Navy Thomas Modley citing the captain's poor judgment. Crozier later tested positive for the virus, and it was revealed that Modley also called him stupid for sounding the alarm. This is just insane. It's insane. I think it called him stupid in front. I I just read in front of his crew, and I'm not sure if that was before or after the viral video of his crew sending him off with cheers. I was going to say, I was like, um, I saw that video, and then I saw, like, I, I do this really, you know, unhealthy thing sometimes <laughs> where I click on the tweet or something, and then I read the comments, and you mm-hmm. see all the crazies. Like, it's like, it's not, po- it's, not, it's not good for anyone. I need to stop doing it. No, but, I do it too, because sometimes uh, if something seems like it might not be right, even though I like it, I like the idea of it, and I might want to post it, usually there's somebody in the comments who will point out, like, actually, this is not a thing. But nine times out of ten, it's like yeah. what you said, I just feel more depressed and wish I had never gone to the website. And it was, you know, a bunch of Trump supporters calling this guy, this captain, like a traitor, an idiot, all of this stuff. Meanwhile, it's like, clear, like he's like, he doesn't know anything about the military. He like the, No one respects him. I'm like, are you watching the same video? Everyone is chanting his name, thanking him. It's like, and you know, I mean, maybe had he, you know, shot a little girl and posed with a dead person's body, Trump would have, you know, mm-hmm. praised him because, you know, that's yeah, yeah. the kind of military leaders he seems to uh, admire more. Uh, it's just, it's just oh. disgusting. Yeah, that's despicable. It's appalling. Great. Just an even bigger and more consequential brain drain as this administration goes on. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing, up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental, change your clothes. We're already talking about some some real states that are being really stubborn about all of this. Also in lethally stubborn states today is Wisconsin, which will hold its primary tomorrow. I was even thinking, like, remember, like, the first week this got, I mean, it wasn't the first week it got serious, but it was the first week people started realizing how serious it was, and a bunch of those states still held their primaries. 
And mm -hmm. I, I was thinking about this recently. I was like, oh my God, I cannot believe they did that. That was so bad. And so when I saw this headline, I could not believe they were still going to move forward because a lot of these primaries are getting delayed very last minute. So I wasn't expecting this one to go through, but they're doing it. It's their primary election for president. It's uh, the state Supreme Court and a number of other local offices. So the state has a Democratic governor who has been fighting with the Republican-controlled legislator for a while. This Republican-controlled legislator is legislature is very scrappy and determined to undermine voting rights in the state just more broadly. So this seemed like a great opportunity for them to do that, and they definitely took it. So he asked, like, can we delay it or can we just make it all mail or something? Like, please, can we do something? Basically, within seconds of convening a special emergency session on Saturday, they were like, nope, we're good. We're going to keep the election. The people have to vote. Um, yeah, they also asked the Supreme Court to block a lower recent court ruling that had extended absentee ballot voting in Wisconsin. They had extended the deadline by six days and said that the results wouldn't be announced until April 13th, which is sort of uh, motivates people to participate that way because we all know the feeling of like if you've done an absentee ballot in your state and then you know it might not be there yet and they, they call the state, and you, you it kind of can it discourages some people from feeling excited about voting. So that's a factor that can sort of help and incentivize people to uh, vote by absentee. Also, mail gets lost. I always get, I voted absentee yeah. before and I'm like, oh my God, I really hope they got my Hillary Clinton 2016 <laughs> voter mail and ballot. Oh my God, I know. It was, it was for New Jersey, but still, I like, I was really anxious about that. Yeah, I was thinking about this on the weekend because it was like millennials are suddenly embracing all the things we used to claim to hate. We're like, oh, I miss going outside. I miss socializing. It's like, okay, <laughs> yes. well, then in November, I want to hear you all being like, I love using the postal system. I Let's know. Do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, Wisconsin does have a stay-at-home order, so I guess the the state leaders are just saying like, fuck that. It has 2000 coronavirus cases um, based on, so they looked at how many people have submitted their absentee ballots and tried to figure out how many voters are left and would be likely to show up in a normal year. That would be 500,000. That's a terrifying number, but I highly doubt that many people are turning out. They're just going to be disenfranchised this year because obviously they don't need to be putting themselves at risk. Um, also for people that do choose to vote in person tomorrow, they will not have many places to go. Uh, 7,000 poll workers said they're not showing up. Uh, in the city of Madison, 67% uh, of poll workers are over 60 years of age. Um, we already know that a lot of people that do that are election clerks and participate in local elections are people that are maybe retired or older and do so because they want to and they want to serve their communities. Um, these people are either not going to go tomorrow um, or they're going to go and put themselves at risk. Some people, some of the election clerks don't have a choice. Some of them told the New York Times that they haven't been given any like disinfecting stuff. Um, they're also going to be the ones like counting absentee ballots and stuff. So the state is oh. now trying to figure out like, okay, I guess we're holding this election. Like where are people going to go? And they might, uh, they're trying to use their national guard to sort of help staff polling places. Um, so yeah, it's happening. It's happening that's, tomorrow. We'll that's see. wild. That's yeah. wild. It's just so, what a weird turn of events where like we more or less, uh, like the Democratic nominee was more or less chosen like right before this. Mm -hmm. Which is also weird to consider given like, I feel like this situation has, I read a headline, I think it was a New Yorker headline that said reality has endorsed Bernie Sanders. Yeah, I, thought, I mean, it's, I, you would think, you know, after all of this, what was going on right now, you would see, you would see more shifts, you know, Medicare for all. And you maybe had this happened, you know, early February, January, we could have seen different results in Super Tuesday in March. You know, or like, had we, if we, maybe we even had them and we would still have three or four. I think, you know, I think I, there's, 
it's hard to like it's it's just like a weird way to phrase this, but I think the timing of the outbreak benefited Biden in a in a certain way because you know people are looking at what's yeah. happening with the healthcare system and people losing their jobs, like six point six million people filing for unemployment who a lot of people will not have healthcare now because of pandemic and when as a time when people really need to have healthcare. It's insane. But another thing what I don't truly understand about voting and, you know, Republicans and I know we're going to talk about this, like their, uh, you know, their disdain for mail-in ballots or trying to open up the, uh, like the voting process and they want people to go to voting places. We have on our phones, you know, face id that it's unlocking shit we do i do all of my banking virtually on my fucking phone Mm -hmm. why i would say there's more of a risk doing banking and you know transferring funds via my phone than voting yes like that's a very very what i look like Like, they can just give me a voting app that registers my face compared to whatever you know like i don't know how they could figure it out and then I, I mean, they, and if anyone's like, oh, I don't want to give my like information to the government, they already have it. Right, have you ever I know, been right? into a major Stop. city? They have your facial recognition. It's, it's over. If you have a Facebook account, it's There are no it's privacy done. concerns with I know. It's like you go on Facebook and you upload a picture with some like random person that you happen to be friends with. Like, do you want to tag Amanda Duberman? I'm like, what? How <laughs> right. did you know? Oh, terrible. Yeah, so speaking of that, this is not, this comes as an effort to expand vote by mail ahead of November face. They, this has faced Republican opposition for a while. This is nothing new. Um, the White House and congressional Republicans had blocked efforts by Democrats to include more funding for state and federal elections to implement broader vote by mail provisions. They did secure $400 million to do so with that uh, previous package, but I know they wanted more, and I know Nancy Pelosi says she's going to push for more money in the next stimulus. Um, yeah, I mean, here's this is pretty funny. This here's how Trump responded to the idea of uh, of including more money for mail-in voting. I will tell you this: if you look at before and after, the things they had in there were crazy. Uh, they had things uh, levels of voting that, if you ever agreed to it, you'd never have a Republican elected in this country again. I can't believe how transparent they are. I, he 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 did that thing again where he said the quiet part out loud. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Where, like, it's it's true. Like, no, you're not supposed to say that, man. Absolutely. Yeah. And then on Friday, uh, during uh, the coronavirus task force press conference, he was pressed on this again, because I think that, you know, nobody seems to have a clear answer for the question of when this all ends. But the idea of of this pandemic or coronavirus posing a risk to people seems like it will last a while. And the idea of like big gatherings happening could be something that we don't see for the duration of 2020. Like I know Gavin Newsom said he doesn't think that he's going to want his state holding football games in September after Trump was like, no, no, I definitely want the NFL to start on time. Um, So yeah, I mean, obviously Republicans and Trump don't seem to have care about the idea of, of limiting large gatherings beyond the fall. So of course they would be like, what's the need for mail-in voting? Um, So here, here was Trump uh, explaining why another reason why he's opposed to it on Friday. But, but do you think every state in this country should be prepared for mail-in voting? In no, case because we're in a I think a lot of people cheat with mail-in voting. I think people should vote with ID, voter ID. I think voter ID is very important. And the reason they don't want voter ID is because they intend to cheat. When you get something, when you buy something, you look at your cards and credit cards and different cards. You have your picture on many of them, not all of them, but on many of them. You should have a picture on your on your for voting it should be called voter id 
They should have that. And it shouldn't be mail-in. Excuse me. It shouldn't be mail-in voting. It should be you go to a booth and you proudly display yourself. You don't send it in the mail where people pick up all sorts of bad things can happen by the time they sign that, if they sign that. Yeah, and this this idea of like mass fraud because of voter ID is a myth. It doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. It does not happen. It is used to imprison people, uh, but it is not a notable. It's very, very rare. And by no means does it like warrant warrant this yeah. reaction. I mean, we, there was all this talk about this um, prior to the 2018 midterm elections. And then it turned out that the one person that committed the most voter fraud were the Republicans. They remember that case of that guy of the guy's campaign, I think in North or South Carolina, he was having his, you know, surrogates yeah. or whoever go out, pick up mail-in ballots and filling them out themselves and mailing them in. It's insane. It's like, you are the only ones really caught doing this. The thing that I, um, that concerns me about universal mail isn't that fraud will happen. It is that Republicans will plant a story that it did, mm -hmm. that they will be like, oh, we heard about somebody stuffing ballots in this place. We heard about an undocumented hundreds of undocumented people voting in this place and yeah. then it could and then he doesn't leave office and if if that's the case they need to be prepared to offer every citizen free ids because a big issue that people don't vote is you know they they a don't have access to polling locations but because they live in a rural area they have to travel you know but also some people can't afford to have an id it costs money and it costs time some people can't take the time off to go to the dmv to get an id Absolutely. People can't even afford to buy one. And yeah. so they have to be able to, if they want that to happen, then they need to figure out a way for every American citizen to have that right because it is their right. It's, it's yeah. crazy. I think about this a lot where it's like, even something as simple as like knowing where your birth certificate is, is like, can be a privilege of having like present and thoughtful pa parents that were able to keep track of those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like if it were up to me, I would not have my birth certificate. <laughs> I would I, not have it. I assume my parents have it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. I do have it now. It's in my possession now. It's my responsibility and I think about it most days. But up until mm -hmm. I was 25, had it been my responsibility to to keep track of my birth certificate, I would not be eligible to vote. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we want to end on a slightly positive note. Um, we might be seeing some glimmers of hope in terms of the pandemic, which is a weird sentence, but Spain and Italy are seeing some leveling off in their number of reported cases after about a month after pretty extreme social distancing guidelines, maybe a little bit uh, less than that for Spain. And for the first time on Sunday, New York's one-day death toll from the virus uh, decreased over the day before. Uh, the number of people being hospitalized is still going up. And the one-day decrease, like, it might not tell us a ton. It might just be because it was a Sunday and people weren't going to the hospital or wanted to wait. But um, we have to wait about three or four days, Governor Cuomo said, to see if the pattern is on a downward trend. Um, and then meanwhile, health, health experts still say the peak, if this isn't it, could be anywhere from a few days to a few weeks away. But there are some signs that even if things aren't declining yet, that what we are doing is working. So keep doing it. Stay home. Stay safe. Yes. Yeah. Watch some more TV shows. Yes. You know, just do what you got to do. All right, Amanda. I have to uh, get back to preparing for our Instathon tomorrow oh, so at excited. 6 p.m. Yeah, it's going to be, we have so many fun celebrities coming out. I don't know if it's been announced yet, so I don't want to blow up anyone's spots. Um, and it's going to be a lot of fun. We've already raised like almost $40,000. We oh really want to get to 100000 So if you are listening right now and you want to help, uh, go to betches.co slash donate and, you know, 
five to five hundred dollars anything you can do any cent any dollar it, it helps awesome okay that's it brian until the end of covid19 i'm amanda duberman i'm brian Russell smith and this is the sup daily corona cast the Betcha Sup podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman. Our podcast managers are Mike Coscarelli and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. The Sup is created by Sammy Fishbein. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to Sup at Betches.com. Betches.